All right, crazy salutation. Another episode of Fangs up here. Might have seen a familiar face on there somewhere. I tell you, man, uh, uh, Kofi's the gift that keeps on giving. That's all I can say on that one, man. Uh, just so happened to like, I'm wearing a shirt. I got to lie to y'all. That was like a last minute call. I had a whole nother shirt in my bag. I was like, uh, you know, they might make me change clothes. You know, I'm not really like press, you know, official with this. But I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to wear the Kofi shirt. If somebody says something, I'll change. Nobody said anything. And um, man, got a little attention from the university too. And so as you saw, your favorite things up podcaster was on the sideline. Um, Man, so got some classic trophies uh, after this one. Now, we, we did lose volleyball today, so I'm going to go in that one. But before we get too far into this, HBC Digital Network, this is home. Home to Fangs Up podcast, also home to the Black Techies. Look, we, 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 we applied a little pressure. Y'all saw, like, on the sideline, you know, yeah, that was a little, little, little small cleanup. You know, we, we ain't doing too much yet. Give me a few weeks. Um, let's see what I what I got, what I might pull out for the SWAT championship. We'll see. I might actually wear the family J's. I might. I mean, that's championship attire, so just saying. I ain't never worn them before. Might have to bust them out for that SWAT championship. I'll black with them, too, you know, just saying. Might have to do that. All right, so um, if you didn't notice, man, maybe you want to Florida Classic. Like, <laughs> I wasn't overly petty. Uh, I haven't even really got to drop much of the content, y'all. It, it was a uh, long day. It really was. Uh, but it was so much fun. It was so rewarding. Uh, met a lot of people. Sh- shook hands. Kiss babies. All that good stuff, man. Uh, look, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I, I got to shake hands with Griffey. And I wasn't really playing until the time. I was just kind of walking past. Oh, what's up, man? I was like, oh, shoot, that's Griffey. Uh, Wale, I meant to get that picture, though. Like, I ain't even a lot of you. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Wale. I, hey, can I get a picture? Appreciate it, bro. We'll post that up there. Got some awesome uh, footage from the band. My last video was the best. So I'm going to see if, how we can get that up there for y'all. Because, uh, look, the hunter showed out. It was awesome. Uh, but overall, man, great weekend for the Rattlers. You're a fan, you fan? Man, you got everything you wanted out of this one. Like, this was... A incomplete game, but a good victory. Uh, so we'll start with the volleyball team, though. If you didn't watch, ladies got swept in the SWAC championship. So no championships for the volleyball team this year. I have to relinquish my celebrations of championships with this team. But they're pretty young. So they're going to be coming back and we're applying a little bit of pressure. You know? So we got, we got one trophy this weekend. Didn't get two. Uh, they lost three sets to none. 
So tough weekend for them. But overall, the team really considering <laughs> where they've gone throughout the season to get to the championship game is quite a feat. So it was it was what it was. It could have been better, yes. Was it the outcome we wanted? Absolutely not. But it was close. Basketball, look, tomorrow, Oregon and Cal are going to be up there at FAMU at the Lawson Center. Doubleheader. It's going to be pretty solid, man. I'm excited for that one. Like, I, I don't know about y'all. Uh, FAMU basketball is not a product that I regularly get excited for <laughs> right now. It's not because of any disdain towards anyone. It's just some fact we haven't been winning. Like, I mean, I can lie to you. I can tell you the truth. Once we get to conference play, I'll start getting excited. But in this case, right now, not there yet. This game's going to be on ESPN Plus for the men's game, though. So if you, if you are wondering, wanting to watch family men play ball at home, that game's on ESPN Plus. And the University of California games at ESPN Plus on ESPN Plus as well. Four o'clock for the ladies. So normally the ladies go first. Normally. I ain't gonna lie. When I was in college, they reversed that. Uh, and the gentlemen play at eight. So doubleheader family basketball, ESPN. You get a full day of family athletics. Ah, man. Good times, So Really good times. Look. Angle, angle put you all the way through it. <laughs> but go back and check it out, man. Um, but we kind of got what we thought. When you go back and watch the game, I, I did do a rewatch this morning. Like, so, and, uh, man, because I was on the field is 80% of the game. <laughs> and first and foremost, I will admit, if you've never had the experience of being on the field, the classic, it feels different. It is much more electric. It, it's just, it's different. It's not like any other game. I will say, for my two cents, you take it however you want. If I'm gonna watch a game on the field at field level, I'm gonna do it at Bragg. <laughs> I do prefer the field level at Bragg just because I explained it to my dad. I was like, I couldn't see. Like, not like Bragg. And I was like, I forgot. The end zones are elevated in Bragg. So you can actually see the passing lanes really well. You can actually kind of get a little bit of like knowledge from watching the game from the end zones, whereas man, it's, it's field level <laughs> here at the Citrus Bowl, um, Camping World Stadium. Sorry. So I had to rewatch the game just to be like, all right, like, did I get what I got? So um, for the most part, I did. But man, the stars were out. Like, look, your favorite peoples was there all night, man. Like, Lil Duval, he was there cutting the food. Y'all definitely saw that. Um, Wale was there. Like, and I don't know if he went to fam or not. Like, I, I don't know. But they definitely were like, he went to fam. I was like, okay. Uh, Jerry Demons was there. Him and his wife, Al Demons, former state representative. She was there. Uh, look, picture Wale. Ain't gonna lie. Appreciate the brother. He, he thought it not robbery. It's like, can I get a photo? He's like, sure, come on. I was like, oh, okay. It's like, I don't, you know. Y'all know how some people are, man. You know, you be catching pe pictures of people, and they'll be people like, "Why you took a picture of me?" So you never know what people are that day. So, but while it was really cool, um, man, who else was there? Like, who wasn't there? <laughs> um, Curtis the King, 
the guy that does the band stuff. Obviously, he was there on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, no disrespect, just you know. Yeah. Um, nice outfit, you know. He, he was he was him. Um, like I said, Griffey was there. Griffey was there working though, so it was like kind of like yo, I don't really want to bother that brother like that. <laughs> like I want to let him actually be on his stuff. Now, and going back and watching the game though, man. Uh, I'm be honest. If you're gonna watch this game, and you you're a fan, I would probably stop at the fourth quarter after Terrell Jennings scores. From there on, the game's over. I mean, it's really over in the third. But once Fanny scores that last touchdown, it's over. <laughs> you're getting no good film out of this one. But I will say, Willie Simmons said this in a press conference, and some of the players were not going to like him <laughs> because the penalties. Uh, we had some silly penalties on both sides. I mean, and it was just, it just was frustrating. Like some of these penalties were like, you got defensive backs jumping off sides, which that's definitely aggravating. That's a, that's obviously something you just you just can't have. Like y'all lining up in the wrong place. Like what what? <laughs> like one of the senior rattlers that was near me, he was he was throwing a fit, and he was like, "Man, what the what?" He, he did not say the what, um, but uh, it was definitely penalties. Actually, they gave Cookman their scores. Like if you look at that long drive and that last pass interference, that was trash. That was definitely not. No, nah, no. Nah. Uh, but, okay, we went for 65. Um, 65 yards in penalties. Cookman went for 39. So, I mean, they, they held up to being the least penalized team in the SWAT moniker. But we really, like, our first drive got slowed down because of penalties. I mean, Riley gets a nice end around. Man, and he was skating. Play gets called back. And it just, it, it happened a few times where you're watching the game and, uh, my, you know, my, my minister was, was joking this morning in church and he was saying, like, should have been a worse beating than it was. And he's right. If, if you don't, if you eliminate a few penalties, man, that, that game gets kind of ugly. Like, I'm just saying. But the Rattler running game, it definitely showed up. Like, they gave you everything that you could have wanted. As far as like just being there, I mean, fam, you dominates the the run game, 175 yards rushing. We actually led, like, and considering, yeah, Cookman breaks 100 yards rushing, but that's pretty much all they could do. Like, quarterbacks running, the running backs running, like, you, you really didn't have an offense that was really a formidable opponent. Like, and your running backs provide you all your touchdowns. I mean, we got 24 7 final score. The running back scored three t- three touchdowns. Jennings gets two, Yank gets one. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was the way we held on to the ball. Like that's something that uh, that's been an issue at times. Like if you're a fan, you fan, you kind of looked around and noticed yeah, some of these guys get the fumbles. And this game, great job holding on to the ball. I even got to, you know, talk with Jennings after the game a little bit, and he was in the press uh post-game presser. But even after that, it was like, hey man. You kind of you've been my running back one for a minute now, <laughs> you know. It's like Gerald has you all season, but ever since second, third game, he's kind of grinning, smiling, you know, like yeah, man, you know, you know. Um, hey, I ain't gonna 
gonna lie. And next year, look if Dean is able to come back, man, man he's got a running back combination. I don't know about the quarterback situation, but running back wise, we good. Uh, <laughs> now, what I did also like, I like the formations. Like I felt like when I went back and watched it the second time, I definitely felt like this is a game that Coach Simmons knew he could win. Um, you don't see a lot of exotic plays. It's not like last year. Look at last year's classic compared to this year's classic. And you see what you put on film, and it's nowhere the same. Like, we ran trick plays last year. We we, we really pulled out all the stops. This year, very vanilla. Very vanilla. Uh, we run under the center quite a bit, actually, which I appreciated. I think that actually helps Musa when you go back and you, we're going to look at the stats because uh, Musa managed the game. Like, he wasn't bad. Like, was he immaculately great? Nah. But was he good? Yeah. Yeah, Musa was all right. Like, you know, Musa did Musa things. Um, it could have been better. But we'll, we'll talk about that, you know. But we're going to look at the running backs because your player of the game was a running back. <laughs> Terrell Jennings was your player of the game. I ain't going to lie. I voted for Isaiah Major. <laughs> Isaiah Major, I, I voted for him player of the game because that dude is a dude. Like that joker keep having like a million tackles. So that's why I voted for him. Ho hum, another team tackle performance. It's just kind of what he does at this point. But it, it was just it was a really good game. It was fun to watch. Um running wise, we were cool. Passing wise, man, y'all rattlers that was upset. I get it. I get it. Musa was off by just a bit. Uh, he wasn't spectacular. But you know what Musa did? He managed the game. <laughs> Musa didn't throw any picks. I don't have any distinctive interceptions or not interceptions because obviously he didn't throw any. You know, not Musa. Not my Musa. No, not my Musa. No, no, no. Uh, but what did happen, I didn't see any like of those, man, that should have been an interception moves. Like, I didn't see that. I was like, okay. And sorry, I'm using the calculator. I thought so. Make sure my math was right. So, Musa did go uh, 14 to 21. Six, six, you know, two-thirds. Musa completes two-thirds of his passes. We're not going to do that math today. That's, a, that's too many sixes on a Sunday. Not today, Satan. <laughs> oh, no, sir. Um, so, 14 to 21. And honestly... And there was a drop over the middle. Granted, he threw it a little bit behind Nick Dixon, but it hit him in the hands. And then Musa did have two that he just sailed. Like, he misses Riley badly. Uh, yeah, late in the game, right before Jennings scores, Musa throws it, and it's just sailing. It's like, dang it. Uh, if it weren't for, like, Musa sailing, I think he sails really two passes. And that I got two notable drops. Musa might have went for like 200 some yards, like almost three. You start looking around. Look, Musa wasn't far from having a a better day. I he, but again, he managed the game. So all I need him to do at this point, like if you can manage the game, we good. And honestly, in the swag championship, I need you to manage the game. <laughs> like we know kind of what we're gonna get. We know who we getting. We seen them before. We just need you to manage the game. 
And honestly, Musa did that. Like you can get mad and upset. 150 yards is not spectacular. But what he did, more often than not, he took what was given to him. I mean, you had a few times where it was like, where are you throwing the ball? But you kind of go back and watch, you like, all right, I can forgive that a little bit. Like, but was it was it was it amazing? Nah. Was it good? Yeah. Now the receivers, they were good. They weren't spectacular. A few drops, meh. What else up? What's up, sis? What's up, sis? My sister watching me. All right, so um, as far as BCU, they spread the offense. They they have a spread offense. They try to spread you out so that they can create running lanes and mismatches. Didn't work. Like they ran the ball pretty much up the middle and to the point where Jay Walker's like, you do something different. Um, but it just didn't work. And what really killed them was turnovers. My family won the game because of the turnovers. It wasn't anything else that was overly spectacular. You won the game because of turnovers. Like Cookwood has three turnovers, two picks, and a fumble. And Isaiah Major recovered the fumble. Just saying, you know. Just saying for the people in the back, Isaiah Major. <sighs> now, Family's defense, man, look. VCU is committed to the run, and Family is committed to stopping it. You run the ball all you want. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look, that's what I'm here for. I'm just here to help y'all learn about Family a little bit. Hopefully, you love it. If you don't, hey, tell a friend about it. They might like it. Um, <laughs> mobile quarterbacks are mobile quarterbacks. So uh, if you you really hate it that much, you've been watching family football long enough because they give us fits. Now, one of the things that was really cool in watching defense and what it seems like the defense does, and I was frustrated just like a lot of y'all watching the secondary, and so I'm kind of jumping ahead on myself, but why do they have this like, unequal shift like you'll notice on one side of the field the corner seems to be playing what looks almost like a press coverage and on the other side they're playing off coverage but once you start to kind of look and notice it appears that if the quarterback's right-handed the right side of the field the corners play a little closer and then when you gradually go over to the left side of the field the corners are playing further off so just some intricacies that i noticed with the secondary but man, we, we had some. Man, they. Okay, that first PI against Bowler, justified. That second one, trash. Like, that wasn't even. It wasn't against him. It was against eight. Um, oh, man, we got the two picks. Trash. That was not pass interference. And even the first one was questionable. Like, they're hand fighting. Bowler doesn't really look back for the ball, but this ain't the league. Like, so you kind of over there looking like, man, Russ. I ain't gonna say y'all gave them one, but you kind of you, you helped them out. You did you did a lot to help them out. Uh, the linebackers were everywhere though. Man, go back and watch that one. That is the best showing we've seen from FAMU linebackers all season long. Like those dudes, Cheney and Major, especially early in the game, Cheney was everywhere. Like and then Major came up and started doing his thing, and it was over. I'm just saying. Now, the penalties, we had a few penalties. Look, you lined up offsides. You just ran across the line. Like some of these, some of the players are going to be running some gassers. Willie Simmons pointed that out. He's like, hey, come Monday, they ain't going to like me. 
and it's cool. You ain't got to like them, but you got to understand. <laughs> You're going to catch these gassers. Uh, but, and honestly, if it wasn't for the penalties, I honestly, you probably got a shutout. Like, you really blocked yourself from getting a shutout due to penalties. And I think that's just something that you can kind of carry on. And it was one of the things post-game that Coach you know, Simmons kind of walked in. And you can hear the difference as far as the post-game celebrations when you listening to the left and you hear the Rattler locker room and it's, you know, here I go, do, do, do. Like, okay, all right, all right. I ain't going to play the music. I ain't going to, you know, it was loud. And, you know, the Cookman locker room, they came in there kind of somber. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it just was what it was. But one of the cool things about the post-game, because the class is the last game of the season, especially for one of the teams, it's almost always their last game of the season. It would be beautiful if, you know, the Florida Classic, you know, both teams came in there with a record and one goes to swag championship, one goes to the playoffs. That would be a dream scenario. But in this case, it was Cookman's last game. And one of the cool things at the end of the game was talking to one of the players. Um, I remember distinctively, you know, what was it like? Like, that was one of the cool things to kind of ask. Like, like let, let's let's be real about this, man. These kids that went to Bethune-Cookman have gone through some stuff. Like, they go from a decade almost of beating FAMU to now a three-game losing streak. And on top of that, you go from a huge facilities <laughs> upgrade throughout this entire process. You go through a coaching fiasco, a coaching firing, and then you end up back here where now at the end of their time, you got new locker room, new field. And I'm not trying to hype them up, but I'm just pointing out that it was really cool to ask, like, from the player's perspective, what was their BCU experience like? Because the family experience is open for our kids. Like, they still got a game left to play. And Willie's got the 24 hours rule. So I'm going to tell you all this. Um, after post game, I learned this last year. I learned this hard way. Don't ever ask Willie Simmons about the next game. He's going to say, 24 hour rule is in effect. We're going to get to enjoy this game. Translation, I talked about it on Monday. But right now, I'm enjoying this win. Don't ask Willie about the next team. Anybody. <laughs> uh, somebody did one of the games. And I was like, bro, I wish I, I wish you would have asked before you spoke. Willie's going to tell you the 24-hour rules in effect. But so knowing that, I, I purposely didn't ask. But I did ask, like, you know, like Major. Like one of, I ain't going to lie to y'all. Isaiah Major might be, like, one of my favorite personalities on the team. Uh, favorite player, he's up there. Like, I don't know if I had a favorite player this year. It was probably Bowler. Like, just just because and he's number three. The school he went to is, like, around the corner from my house. Like, yeah, Bowler's probably my favorite player. Like, you know, just he's up there. He's probably my favorite, though. So, if I'm biased for anybody, it's probably Bowler. Um, Y'all probably think it's Musa, but it's, it's probably Bowler. Major's there, though. Like, it's Bowler Major right there. Um, but one of the things about Major was asking him, like, man, how do you stay so, like, calm? Like, you would think this dude would be cocky. Like, I'm just telling y'all, man, look, I'm five foot, like, eight, five, seven on a bad day. You know, if I got my good shoes and I'm five, nine, man, I could not be making no 10 tackles a game like that. 
<laughs> man, I would be walking like my name was Chanticleer. Like, I would be the biggest rooster on campus. Like, y'all would have a problem with me. Like, dude is just cool as the other side of the pillow. And he told his backstory. And it was just part of the listening and talking to him and having him tell you about the recruiting process. And especially on a day where you had a lot of, especially Central Florida recruits there, four or five-star recruits. Uh, one of them, Edgewater High School's cornerback, Kai Bates, who's probably going to Florida State. Um, he just decommitted from LSU, but comes to a Florida Classic. Didn't go to Tallahassee. <laughs> he went to the Classic. So it's just one of those things, like, it was really cool to see Lorenzo Payne from Apopka High School. You know, hey, Division One prospect right there. If y'all offering, he's looking. Um, he was at the game. So you got to see, like, some very noteworthy players that were at this game and some of the best in Central Florida. And one of the cool parts about this is we kind of, especially you get it from me, when a four or five star prospect comes to some of these games, I'm not always, I'm not the one sitting up here telling you family's going to beat nobody out for that. Is it a possibility? Absolutely. Is it reality? Not often. But what we do see is when these guys sometimes want to come home, they come home to FAMU. And they really appreciate the family experience. And you're starting to see that this is a place that is drawing the attention of high-level players, high-level recruits. And you're also getting NFL coaches and recruits and scouts. Sorry, I was looking for the right word. That are coming on campus. And that's making the difference. And you're seeing, you're seeing the difference on the field. Like last year, we really saw it with Cookman. This year, you saw it a little bit, a little bit less. Like, They've built that program up a little bit. But you're starting to see where FAMU Athletics has reached a place where we're not just building champions. We're champions. Like it, it's Yeah, the girls lost today. Like girls volleyball, if you didn't know, they lost three sets to none against Jackson State. It happens. But they literally went to the championship game and were defending their championship. Did they lose? Absolutely. The football team is hosting the SWAC championship in Tallahassee parks are like 50 bucks a piece. If you're an invested in champions member, you got like a few more days. So don't, don't play with it. Cause once it's gone, psh, you're stuck like Chuck, but it is what it is. Like you're, you're starting to see like family is setting itself apart and it's really fun as a fan to kind of see a rebirth and a Zenith in family athletics, especially after what you just came out of. <laughs> like it, it was really funny. Like Coach Simmons poked fun at Gerald. He's like, man, that dude always bring up bad stuff. He's like, I'm joking, I'm joking. And he was. But it's just one of those things, like, for those of us that were here for some of these other coaching experiences, man, you remember when you had talent like Kevin Elliott, who was on the sideline, and Kevin Elliott's cool as heck. Man, you remember when you're like, yo, this dude is a monster. Like, this dude's the NFL caliber receiver. And he goes to the NFL. And it's like, man, we could have done a little bit more with that with those teams. And now you're seeing that we're doing more. Like, not that we were winning when Kevin Dell was there. We could have won some more games. I, I I believe that. Like, but you're starting to see that. But then you're also starting to see that other side of family athletics of one that the thing that makes HBCUs unique and the things that programs like the University of Miami really took advantage of. It's the comeback. Like part of being a championship program and being 
a program that has those classic classic memories. And that was one of the things we talked about St. Clair show is people coming back to remind you about it. Like it was really different to see Kevin Elliott, the player, and then see Kevin Elliott, the man, and he's on the sideline and got his kid with him. And, you know, he's grown now, but it's also seeing the coming back of like, oh man, when I was a fan, it was like this. And you start to see more of the former athletes kind of coming back around, staying around and telling the recruits, hey, back in my day, it was like this. Hey, man, we didn't have this. We didn't have that. And the players looking like, what? And it's like, yeah, nah, <laughs> we didn't have all this. Like, not when I was a student. So it was awesome. Ooh, great question. You know what? If 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 I can get that in, I might write that down. I might ask that for you. Uh, since, question is, since the SWAC championship is a SWAC event, Will we have a student section? Hmm. I'm not, I ain't gonna lie. I don't really at AD site so many things, but uh, I'm gonna ask that question. That's a great question because it's not a university event. So, but y'all kids still play fees. Like you get a certain amount of student fees. So I wonder. That's a great question. Look, let's let's get this going up there. Um, and I don't mind asking it because. You know, if y'all notice, uh, I saw AD Sykes on the sideline. And it was straight love, man. Like, I don't, I'm not one of these people ever being an a-hole to the lady. So, that goes a long way. So, like, I'll tell y'all quick about that. Um, my granddaddy used to tell me, you know, you always treat people with respect because you never know you need somebody. And, you know, that's something I've always held on to. So, with AD Sykes, you know, sometimes I'm critical about stuff. But I don't like try to call her out or name or anything like that and act too crazy just because sometimes it's athletics, but sometimes it's personal. And when it's personal, you don't need to ask a question. So that's a good question, though, Sundance. Um, so, again, since the SWAC championship is a SWAC event, will we have a student section? Great question. Look, look, I'm one of those lazy people. Nope. It won't let me copy and paste because <laughs> I was about to copy and paste and drop that onto the page at, at ad sites um but i'm pretty sure she'll give an answer uh because she does watch socials like i ain't gonna lie to y'all y'all people over there talking greasy she hears you um so it's a good question i don't know the answer to i would hope that we at least get a, a allotment of like maybe a thousand thousand student tickets that to me that would seem fair is not the word I, just because most things in life aren't fair it would seem like it would be a nice uh, gift, I think. Uh, there, there, there's, that's the way I, I kind of want to say it or word it. I think it would be a good attaboy. Like, hey, especially if the students have gone to a certain amount of events, maybe, you know, the university fits the bill or something like that for a thousand students to be able to go to the game. I mean, it's a cost. It definitely is. But it's definitely something that, you know, it's it's something you could you could potentially think about. And then going forward in the future, maybe that's something that comes out of the tickets. Like, as a person that's an alumni that's on the other side of this, maybe if the tickets are fifty bucks, I, I don't know, I don't know how much they are on the top of my head. But let's say they're fifty dollars, maybe fifty five, sixty bucks, and a certain amount of those tickets goes back to. The purchasing of student tickets. Um, just thought 
Uh, that's again, that's not grand scheme. Me thinking that's just, hey, that's just thought. So it's a great question, but I don't know if we will have student tickets. I hope so, though. Bragg is different when the students are there. Like it's definitely a different vibe. It's a different feel. Uh, part of what you do miss at the classics are the designated student section, but you get so many of us old heads that are there that, you know, we, we still got a little bit in us. Look, I got like, I got a good, like five dances in me and look, my, <laughs> I had a Charlie horse and I'm still sore. And, <laughs> but I got a couple, you know, I got the SOS shuffle. I got the little gorillas old left, right thing for you. Uh, I got all that. Now, once y'all start doing a little Beyonce, uh, before I let go, you lost me. The Tamiya thing, I ain't got it yet. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do line dancing class. So I, I saw them on Instagram though. They got one in Tallahassee. So let's see if they got one down here. But um, great question. But mission and swag championship. We do know we're playing. We are playing Prayer View. They are coming back. I want to know if they're gonna bring the the um. They're not the Ocean of Soul. Ocean of Soul is Texas Southern. I wonder if they're gonna bring the band. I was going to call them by their names, but it's like the storm, like the marching storm, something like that. All right. I'm a nerd. Let's see. A&M band. This ain't good podcasting. Marching storm. Yes. Whew. I like being right. <laughs> Let me be honest with that. I like being right. That's That drives me to do a lot of things. I ain't going to lie to you. Sometimes just me being right. Is enough for me to do it. Uh, and in that case, I had to hold off. If I wanted to bring the Marching Storm, that would be a nice little halftime battle. I don't think we've seen since like, maybe one of the Houston events where the 100 was performing. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see. Um, the tickets are on sale. If you are an Investing Champions member, the parking's on sale too. So if you don't remember, your parking pass and tickets are not together. I was told the parking pass was 50. So um, my aunt, she's like, yeah, I got some. I was like, ooh, so you need one? I'm like, I might, you know, might quietly. Um, so if not, look, I'm gonna, I might see if I just can buy one. But um, yeah, they are definitely on sale for that event. Um, also though, be prepared. Like once it goes out for the Investing Champions dates, the general public can buy. So it's it's going to be a game that's probably going to sell out. A lot of y'all rattlers already had your hotel rooms ready. And it's just one of those things. Look, Brad kept, <laughs> Brad just kept on giving to Tallahassee this year. Like the question was, why would they give $10 million to Brad Memorial Stadium? And you got the state championships. You had regular season, which outside of that Lincoln game, you probably average like 17, 18,000 per game. Like, considering the stadium seats 20 now instead of 25, pretty com pretty close to capacity. Like, so it was, it was a pretty good game. Good atmosphere, man. But the classic was what it was. Sundance, I'm going to put your question up there and I will at AD Sykes um, just to make sure I ask it in a respectful way, though, because uh, that does bother me when people say things that are outlandish. Um, now, the team ain't doing well. Criticism is fair. Like, I'm sorry. If you're jumping on the basketball coach right now about our record, that's on you. Like, I, I'm really – I'm not going to get on Coach McCullum right now. Like, I know who we playing. I know what we got. 
Now, once we get in conference play, that's always a different color, man. We start catching the Molly Whoppers over there. I'm going to be like, Coach, not a women's coach. Man, she could lose every game, and I'd be like, it is what it is. I don't think she will, though. I think that lady going to steal some wins. Like, I think she's going to prove some of us wrong. I said us. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did that. Um, but I'm just saying. So, But ladies volleyball, they got swept today. Uh, you know, sorry. I can hold back these tears because a man ain't supposed to cry. That's what Ronald Isley said. I'm just saying, you know, ask your daddy about that one. <laughs> Some of y'all got here. <laughs> Drifting on a memory. <laughs> Our sisters laughing. All right, look. So look, some of y'all are, are living <laughs> for the love of something that happened in college. <laughs> Many of us planned. <laughs> so, uh, but talking about y'all's plans, plans to get ready. Uh, we are going to do a show on Thursday. We're going to look at some recruits. And a brother got a week off. Bro, y'all know I'm about to go ham on these recruits. We about to just pull up whose family is recruiting, who family's uh, made offers to. We're gonna look look at some videos. Look, we're gonna get y'all ready and get y'all right because National Signing Day. Believe it or not, you about two weeks, maybe three weeks away from National Signing Day, and you have some huge recruiting opportunities coming. One being the SWAT Championship itself, but also. The state championship is going to be at in Tallahassee. And one of the things that if I'm the university that I'm starting to sell, I'm selling a strategic plan. And what I'm selling, one is a coaching staff, is how it's being carried out. You're getting new buildings that are being built. And go back and look at that strategic plan. Look, a brother put it up there for a few months ago. There's a new stadium planned around 2030. So, yeah, this group of recruits may not get to see it. But... Bragg's supposed to become a track stadium, and the new stadium is supposed to be on the south side of campus. And they are supposed to do an indoor practice facility with that, too. So that's something that's really going to help families stick out because when you start looking at HBCUs with indoor practice facilities, there's only one. That's Tennessee State. Yeah, outside of that, uh, Jackson State has plans to have a covered facility, but it's not indoor. That's something that really starts to set you apart. And then you start wondering, like, what if can you use that indoor practice facility to double as something else? I mean, down here at UCF, one of the things they do is they run camps there. And I'm going to be honest with you. Yo, it's a moneymaker. Like they charge those kids like like 30, 50 dollars a head. And you have like three, four hundred kids there per day. So you think about that. Forty, fifty dollars a head. Three hundred kids there seven days a week. That junk adds up quick. Like you start being like, oh, that's not a lot of money. Then you'd be like, wait, they just made three, four thousand dollars a day just for camp. And they didn't feed the kids. They just provided water in, in coaching. Did you pay the coaches? Yeah. But they're on salary. Like that's something you can start to look at. Like, can fam you start running camps up there? Like, is that hey, we have an indoor practice facility? Like, it's just some of those things. That you got to start selling as a program, not just the on the field success, but the fact that you are bringing your plans to fruition and that you are one of the best research institutions, top 100 in the nation. Like It's it's a lot, man. And FAMU's, FAMU's got a lot of smoke. We got a lot of energy behind us right now. And look, it's a place to be. If you, if you are a recruit, look, Willie Simmons got something going. 
I'm just going to leave it at that. All right, y'all. I'm going to catch y'all Thursday, 8 o'clock, right here, HBCU Digital Network. Thanksgiving. I got you. I got you. But, you know, we still going we still going to talk about this right athletics again. We're going to focus on recruiting though. So I'm probably going to try to pull up some film. Might try to see if we can get, you know, get a couple recruits. Might even see if we can get some help from some other people, man. You know, talk about some of these kids that are coming cuz y'all got a couple weeks to the SWAT championship. So we're going to talk about that. We'll also talk about the basketball game, like how you felt about it. I want to see what the Vegas line is. I don't gamble, but uh look. I'm just saying Money wise, I put my money on Oregon. I'm just saying. I ain't a gambler man though. <laughs> Don't judge me. I just rather tell you the truth and then not lie to you. Than to lie to you, actually. Uh so man, but HBCU Digital Network, this is home. Home to the Fangs Up Podcast. Also home to the Black Techies. Uh check Herb out, man. Herb does a lot of things in HBCU diaspora. He's also on HBCU Nightly with Josh. Uh, check out my good brothers from the OG Strike Zone, man. Look, I'm telling y'all, um, I owe those brothers a lot, man. And I just happened to wear the Kofi shirt. Ended up getting a little bit of uh, screen time. But, man, that 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 guy and that crew, I got nothing bad to say about them, man. I, I, might, I, might, I might sling some hands for them jokers. Like, you got problems with them, man. I, I might have problems with you. If you got some critiques. I'm fine with critiques, but some hate, I ain't, I can't got no time for that. So, but be back here Thursday. Come check us out. Be ready, man. We're going to look at some of these recruits. Whose fame is recruiting? Whose fame is offered? And, you know, maybe why? Like, what, what are we looking at? Because Coach Simmons made a nice point of pointing out the two dudes in that post game to his left and right got two games left. So, that already tells you Coach Simmons thinking about championships. <laughs> so, See y'all Thursday. And then also, look, Sprite Championship. We're going to be there. Oh, we're going to be there. And as always, it's Fangs Up. Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it?